Okay, Stephen. Well, thanks a lot for taking some time to uh, talk with us today about starting your PR firm and about PR in general. We're looking forward to having you. Same here. Thanks for having me. Definitely. So, first off, I wanted to ask and get a little background on what were you doing before you started your PR firm? You know, how did you get into the industry and, and what's your background a little bit? Sure. Um, well, I never really knew what this was when I was in high school. Um, I, I guess it was kind of natural for me. I, would, I used to, um, I guess, I don't think it's around much anymore, but back when, you know, there were cassette tapes and bootleg recordings uh, of concerts, I used to record, you know, concerts or trade them with people over the internet, so I would mail it out and somebody else would mail me a copy, and, you know, it was everybody from Tori Amos to Fiona Apple and, you know, on and on. So I used that, and that was, you know, enjoyable for me, and then I started to record albums that I liked and, and pretty much give them to people in my class, um, you know, albums that I, artists that I liked, um, and I guess I was naturally promoting them, so I didn't Real, you know, I didn't realize until my father said, you know, you should be a publicist. And I said, well, what's that? And he explained it. And then pretty much that was the end of high school. And I went right into college um, studying communications and PR and realized that I enjoyed it. It was, you know, a good combination of creativity and business. Uh, so I graduated from there and, um, you know, from William Patterson University in uh, Wayne, New Jersey, uh, with that degree. And pretty much I had accepted an internship and, Within, you know, my first week uh, interning at the company, I started Grapevine Promotions, which was the first, uh, you know, part of the company. Oh, wow. So, you said within the first week, so did you work in the, like, with the company at, a, like, a nine-to-five job for a, for a long period of time, or did you quit pretty quickly? <laughs> um, it was actually very quick. Uh, I... In, it was uh, May of 2006. I think I accepted the internship the next month, which was uh, June. It was pretty much right after I graduated. And it was a, uh, a well-known PR uh, marketing events company out of uh, Homedale uh, that's very well-known for putting together a lot of the downtown events. So I was interning there, and within my first week, I, I started up uh, great – it used to be called Grapevine Promotions, but it then changed to Grapevine PR – because uh, I had taken on a uh, an independent uh, musician on the side called uh, her name is uh, Sylvia Pilar. She was based out of uh, New York City. So I figured, you know, I should, for formality reasons, I should, you know, create a company around that. But then, you know, I was doing that on the side. I worked uh, at the internship for I think it was about six months. It was until November, and then I moved to a major uh, real estate PR firm that was in Bedminster. So. I had a two-hour commute each day, and that was a, that was a nine-to-five job. It was, you know, very long, and um, um, that's kind of where it took off. <laughs> and that was the whole other part of the uh, story because that's really where, you know, I faced a lot of decisions and, um, you know, about what to do. Right, and so what? Um, at, at the end of the day, like, what made you make the leap? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of risk involved between. You know, it sounds like you were doing pretty well with a career path. So how did you know, like, to make the decision to go off on your own? <laughs> sure. It wasn't, you know, I remember being asked, would you ever start your own company at around that time? And I said, no, I wouldn't have any idea how to do it. I, I don't think I'm ready for that. My father didn't start, you know, didn't go off on his own until he his 40s. So for me in my, you know, my mid-20s to even consider it was out of the, uh, out of my realm. But I had 
you know, I kind of put Grapevine Promotions on hold when I went to work for the big uh, real estate PR firm. And while I was there, I started, you know, within my first couple of months, I was scoring major hits for clients. I was scoring Wall Street Journal and New York Times. And they were telling me that, you know, only vice presidents were, were scoring that, you know, that type of press coverage, um, which was fine. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was just, it was very, you know, I think it was a little too much business for me. I, you know, I'm, I'm more creative. I think I like entertainment more than, you know, real estate, but, you know, I enjoyed, you know, I was, you know, obviously on a career path, but I think I started to kind of feel, you know, not to sound negative, but I, I think I started to feel a little bit un, unappreciated because I was getting coverage, but I was being given, you know, menial tasks as if, you know, I was still an intern. Um, so then I started to, you know, I kind of said, you know what, I'm going to fire up Grapevine again. And I started sending out pitches and I scored an actor uh, who was a few TV shows and movies, uh, Michael Carbonaro, and I, I met with him and I signed him as a pro bono client. And then it started to really take off. Um, you know, we started to sign a whole bunch of other clients. And then, so then what happened uh, was I started to get pressed for myself and the Asbury Park Press, which is, I think, the second largest newspaper in New Jersey, put me on the uh, on the front page of the business section. And then I knew that, <laughs> you know, things were about to change because, you know, they get that newspaper in the office every day, you know, to clip for clients. Um, and that's what exactly happened. But by then, you know, I, I had already readied myself for that. And I knew that that was definitely a possibility and that, you know, if, if I was asked to leave, that was okay because you didn't really um, – you know, go off on my own. And I had my family and friends all telling me, you know, you can't go off on your own at this age. You're not making any money now. You know, you have to wait 10 or 20 years. But I, you know, I knew that I was meant to do it. So, you know, they asked me to, they called me into the office. They said, you know, is this true? Do you have a, another business on the side, another PR firm? And I said, yes. <laughs> and they said, um, well, uh, you know, there were, it was almost like an odd, you know, it was like they had admired it but they didn't want to show that they admired it It was kind of poker face and um you know so i said well you know they said well you can either give it up and stay here or you can uh, you know not give it up and leave and i said well you know i've worked too hard for this over the past this is only six months i mean this was hardly any time they said if you want you know you can leave um and i said well you know not giving it up so <laughs> You uh, can do what you, you can do what you uh, have to do. So they let me go, and then ever since then it really blossomed. And that was um, I started it five years ago. This was about almost four years ago. Wow. Okay. No, that that's a uh, that's a crazy story there with uh, the company finding out through the newspaper, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> to build, I mean, I guess to build on that, what do you think has been one of your biggest challenges uh, while starting Grapevine? Uh, would you say challenge while, like before I was starting it, or now that it's really been cemented? While that, it, while it's up and running, what kind of, you know, just what kind of obstacles and growing the business and just fundamentally have you run into? I'd say a couple. The, the two biggest uh, obstacles are obviously the economy, because pretty much as we started to grow is when you know the Great Recession, as they call it, hit, and we were actually very lucky. I think part of it's because of the LA bubble, it didn't really affect LA too much because it's such an entertainment industry town. And also, um, you know, it, it did finally hit Grapevine, uh, you know, last mid mid year last year, where we finally started to see that you know people weren't spending money money uh, they didn't want to part with their money as much, and uh, you know that some clients had to cut back. 
that was definitely a big obstacle. But with that said, we, we profited every year over the year before, which is a blessing, you know, considering a lot of businesses don't even, you know, make the first year. And the second obstacle is, I guess, learning how to deal with um, clients who are, uh, you know, I would say toxic. I would honestly work blessed to have, you know, so many great clients, but we've also, just like any business, come across some, you know, who, who haven't been so great, who, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but, you know, they've, uh, we've definitely had to face a lot of, we've definitely had a lot of our learning experiences from those, but, you know, that, that has helped us grow. So, nice. You know, thanks for it. And I, I wanted to get into, uh, well, I guess your expertise a little bit here, and if you maybe had a couple um, you know, a lot of the people we deal with are, are early stage entrepreneurs. A lot of them don't even have the money to invest in a PR firm yet, you know, hopefully in the future. But what are some maybe basic tips that any, you know, a small business or maybe they're an up and coming actor, they can do for themselves for PR? Sure. PR is an interesting uh, field because it's something that, you know, I wouldn't say anybody can do. Obviously, you have to go to school for it and you have to learn it. Um, but it's something that you can kind of uh, do yourself if you if you teach it yourself. So uh, it just takes a lot of time. I would say think about the story you have that you really think will sell. That you know it can't just be you know anything because it has to intrigue the media. But really think you know about angles that you think would would interest the public. Um, and then you know even if you send you know you, you just do a little bit re- of research on publications or media outlets that you think you would fit in, whether it's, you know, uh, local to where you're based um, or, you know, about your industry um, and start there, you know, start at the smaller publications and work your way up and really, um, you know, tell them exactly what you think is interesting as long as it is interesting. Um, And, you know, if it is, (laughs) most of the time they'll, they'll, uh, you know, take interest in it, in it and probably cover you. And then really you just use that. I, I call it the snowball effect. You start out small, you start without a name. You start small, you start to build up press coverage, and then you use that press cover, coverage to parlay it into bigger outlets and bigger from there. Um, so I'd say, you know, anybody can do PR. Uh, you know, obviously there's, there's a skill to it uh, to, to be able to write well. Um, depends how well you can do it. But uh, it's just a very time-consuming uh, type of service, right? No, I think that's definitely some great tips. And um, I, I guess to, to to wrap it up here, do you have uh, one piece of advice for you know young people starting out today, maybe looking you know start their own PR firm? Uh, what is one thing they can take away? <laughs> Absolutely, uh, if you're passionate enough about it and you that it's something that you really will put all of your energy, all of your heart in, you know, as long as you feel that, go with it. You know, even if you have to take risks, you know, most of the time it's not going to be enough of a risk that's going to, you know, completely bomb out if you, if you do fail, but, uh, which I don't like to say because it's negative and I assume everybody will not fail, but go with, you know, throw everything into the ring, just do it. And most of the time it will pay off. No, that's great. I think that's some great advice there, Stephen. Um, well, that's all the questions I had for you. I don't know if there's anything you wanted to mention that we didn't we didn't touch on. Um, no, I mean, I think that's. I think you got most of uh, you know 
the, the gist of it. But again, you know, I, I can't I can't emphasize it enough. You know, find your passion and you know whatever it is, just give it your all. I think that a lot of times when you know people don't succeed at things, I don't believe that it's because they can't succeed at it. I think it's because they're afraid to try it, and that's something that I've noticed. And that's something I've noticed within myself at the beginning. So just give it your all, just try it, and you'll succeed. Right. No, that's awesome, Stephen. Well, thanks a lot for that great advice. And, yeah, thanks a lot for taking a few minutes today to talk with us. No, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Great. Well, um, I guess have a great day, and thanks again. You too. Thanks.